0: Sandy, how do you
1: feel about this?
2: I could have been napping too, man.
1: (laughs) I could have been eating that burrito.
2: I know.
0: It's October 16th, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Davis. And this is (laughs) Pixels Weekly. I forgot about the intro without Yannick. (laughs) That's fine. We'll splice him in later, guys. We're starting the show today without Yannick. Yannick is on his way. He's going to what? Pick up his bicycle in in Brooklyn or something? Is that the?
1: I think. Well, he said in the city. So he lives in Brooklyn. So it must be in Manhattan.
0: Maybe. Maybe he's using one of those city bikes and he just needs to go pick up a city bike. Dire bicycle
1: uh, situations.
0: uh, Nice, I guess so. Welcome to Pixels Weekly. We are a video game podcast to make you smile. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about, of course, starting off with our hodgepodge, what's in the news and in our mind. Then our feature this week is all about finishing the fight what we remember from video games then we're gonna da, da, go over da, some da, homework da. updates we've all got homework to talk about and then finally the rap where we just talk about some games that we want to play or some things that we want to experience in the next week going forward so uh, we start off the show with what's in the news and in our hearts It's the hodgepodge Without Yannick And when Yannick gets here We will add him in It's going to be some
1: fun editing for you this week It's Also be very welcome, fun back. Week. welcome back Welcome oh, back Mr. Yes, thank you. We, and you know what you.
0: Welcome back to me on my birthday Happy birthday. Uh, you guys will be uh, listeners. You'll be listening to this on October 17th, which is after my birthday. But uh, get pour one out for me on <laughs> on, uh, on Monday evening. Uh, yeah, guys, I'm I'm 30 now. Really? It's, Whoa. Yeah, I'm 30. I yeah. I didn't realize. I, I, uh, I thought you were, were turning 29. Wow. No, this is dirty 30. What does that even mean for me?
2: Oh, so I'm only a year older. Okay.
0: Okay, so so wait, so Sandy, you've already experienced 30. What what do I have in store?
2: Uh, your body starts not liking you as much as it used to. <laughs> no,
0: that's already <laughs> happened. That's already happened.
2: And then after that, you know, everyone thinks you're younger than you actually are, so.
0: Oh, that's cool. Right, yeah. I can be like a late, oh, what are you, like 27? I'm like, no, I'm 30.
2: And everyone's like, brother, no
0: way.
1: I think my brother-in-law claims 30 as his favorite year like he i think he's like 33 at this point and he always says i'm honestly 30, 30 excited about 30. 30
0: i didn't think you know i thought back in the day before um a lot of gamers got older and people started aging into this there was kind of that you know gaming as a kid's thing and i thought by 30 there's no way i'd still be playing video games i'd be <laughs> in meetings and taking it. Did you, yeah did you did you ever
1: yeah, did you ever worry as a little kid like you got worried that you weren't going to be able to play video games when you got older. Yes. Like like it, this, is, I think it's to exactly what you're talking about. You're like, society is not going to let me play video games when I'm older. I, I don't want to get older because then I can't play video games.
0: Right. And you like, you think about it as being, you know, with your just, you know, your little kid brain or whatever you're going like, am I going to just like stop liking video games? And, and you know what? I think the truth is, um, you know, people, everybody who plays games just has, Days, months, weeks, sometimes even as much as years where they're not too into it anymore. And it's not like lighting their fire. I certainly have those weeks or even, you know, a month stretch of time where I'm like, uh, I'm not playing anything. You know, I want (laughs) to, I want to go outside and I want to spend time with people. And, uh, not that you can't do that if you play games, but, um, Yeah. But, no, I never got sick of it. I'm still not sick of it. In fact, we're doing a podcast about it right now. <laughs> I was
1: about to say, let's talk about some video games.
0: <laughs> let's talk about video games. All right, so my hodgepodge this week um, uh, is a 30-year-old man is playing Gears of War 4. <laughs> 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 and uh, Gears of War 4 is really great. I beat it on campaign. I've played through Horde mode a couple times. I don't really do the competitive multiplayer stuff in Gears. uh all of the competitive multiplayer in my life is completely uh, swallowed up by Overwatch at this point. It's more yep. than I can take. I'm already screaming at the the screen, um, and uh, you know I'd be. Uh, I have to mention those Halloween loot boxes. Go get your Halloween loot boxes <laughs> until the yes. end. Some of those
1: skins looked so freaking cool. So yeah, good. Just the yeah, level oh of detail God. and and time and energy they put into that stuff, like across all their games, is so great.
0: Somebody was Reaper and he killed me, but there were uh, melted candles on his like shotgun, so I wasn't even mad. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> um, anyway, Gears 4 is really good. Uh, the ending uh, we'll talk about a little bit later, but the ending I had to go Google uh, <laughs> when I saw it. Because I was like, I think that means this, but I'm not quite sure if I re- am remembering that correctly. So I had to go back and dive in. And I think that I, I generally, when I think of the video games I play, have memory problems with them uh, for different reasons that we'll talk about later in the show. Um, and very quickly, my second piece of hodgepodge is <laughs> McDonald's is gearing up its social media efforts because apparently one in five millennials haven't tried a Big Mac. That's
1: crazy.
2: I just <laughs> don't believe McDonald's these numbers McDonald's. are like true. I mean, when I was little, I looked forward to going to McDonald's because it was like right. a special thing. But Absolutely. We well, hold, well, hold on, we hold would. on.
1: Before we go any further with this, Sandy, have you had a Big Mac? Not, not just McDonald's, oh, but true. have you had a Big that's Mac? True.
2: Yes. That's, okay, right, you're right at the passage to becoming that it's adult, Ryan's You go from Happy Meal to Big Mac. It's a number one.
1: <laughs> and then true. given that it's Ryan's hodgepodge, I'm assuming, Ryan, that yes, you have had a Big Mac?
0: Uh, it, it, I absolutely have. I okay. am, as you guys know, very uh, picky about my cheese situation. Uh, yeah, so I right. do get a Big Mac with no cheese, Ooh. which is probably... You have know, they always uh, let you do that?
1: Because wasn't the competitive advantage that Burger King had at one time was that you could get it your way, which meant that you could ask for like things not on it <laughs> or yeah, on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I mean they'll basically give you whatever you want and it's just amazing because they're like here, you want this three dollar hamburger and you want us to spend time customizing <laughs> it for you. <laughs> um but yeah, the Big Mac what is it? It used to have that song, right? Like uh
1: all be petty, special sauce,
3: lettuce cheese, pickles, onions, and
0: Lettuce pickles, lettuce pickles, onions, special sauce, lettuce, <laughs> lettuce cheese. cheese. No, no, no. <laughs> I know it's spe- uh, all, special beef sauce, patty, lettuce, all beef patties. All
1: beef patties.
0: Yes, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, pickles onions pickles on, a on a sesame, sesame seed, seed bun. bun. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Um, <laughs> so, millennials. So it sounds like
1: they don't necessarily need to up their marketing. They just need to figure out why <laughs> one in five millennials that remember their marketing from twenty years ago hasn't had no a Big Mac.
0: So we're a one hundred percent Big Mac podcast, yeah?
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well
0: that, that, well, actually, you know what, when Yannick gets here, we'll see. Cause I you know what? If there's any of us here who have not eaten a Big Mac, I believe it would be Yannick, right? Uh, I think they do okay. serve they definitely
1: serve them in France though. I think I remember in high school learning that the French word for Big Mac was just Big Mac. I think like I vividly remember that. It's like instead oh. of just a Big Mac, it's um
0: Big Mac. <laughs> <Big Mac. laughs> i like it yeah um so millennials i don't know what you're doing um i know you have your craft beers and you have your micro brews and you which have which would go great tistings. with a big mac right yes, by the way right so exactly. good go spend thirty dollars on your lagunitas six pack and, <laughs> and get yourself just a Biggest Big Mac. It's got three buns. That's how much burger it is. Even though it's got patties that are as thick as like dollar coins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not not a whole so lot of beef in each of those Not patties. a whole lot of beef. But apparently 100% beef. Yeah. Um, in quotes. So yeah, that was crazy to me. And um, just thinking about it made me want a Big Mac. Do you guys, do you ha- Sandy, you said like being a kid um, with McDonald's you would always sort of like, we would ask for McDonald's, I think, even as kids. We'd yeah, like, that was, like, a held, Like, can we get McDonald's? You know? <laughs> it was yeah, always it was like like a, treat.
2: a treat. It was like, yeah. all right, you've been really good. You've got good grades. You get Happy Meals. You're like, yes. Right, right, right. We would, we would even
0: collect, like, some of the toys. hmm I still I have I remember some remember
1: going. I remember going after, like, baseball games and stuff. Like, if, if I had a baseball game that was far away and then on the way home, yes. we just wanted to, like, pick up some dinner, we'd stop at. Like a, a McDonald's or a Wendy's or something.
0: Because it's quick you you don't have to leave the car, you know, yeah, yeah. and we just like exercise and, and stuff, right,
1: so like yeah, we can like
0: right, right, you can offset it like the guilty <laughs> with the with the when
2: of... i was when I was little, the McDonald's by where I used to live in Queens, they had a costume contest, and i I won the for the best costume in like my age group and they, the well, prize was wear? dancing with wolves. I Are you had not um, going to
0: tell us what you wore.
2: <laughs> I was a a witch.
0: I'm sorry, I asked. It was not a good. Answer. So I
2: had a really, but it was a really like over the top costume. It had orange glitter. There was like tool everywhere. It wasn't like your average. It was like it was over the top. And one of my mom's friends used to work at the Ruby's costume shop. And she knew how to make the dresses, and she had the patterns, so she made me a bootleg version of it, but it was better than what they <laughs> sold at Ruby's. So... Right.
0: So, it was, you really... No, you got an artisanal version of it.
2: I, I guess I did. I, Home- yeah.
1: Homemade costumes were always better than anything you could buy in the store.
2: Yeah. But these are, like... She was a seamstress, so...
1: Yeah, so, like, even, like, extra... Crazy. Better.
2: They were... And I was, like, I got Dancing with Wolves, and my mom tried to watch it, and she fell asleep... And I just remember thinking, this is a really weird thing to include in a kid's, like, prize. Give me a yeah. Disney movie.
0: And Sandy, in case the listeners can't tell, you're under the weather this week.
2: I am. I went so, to Comic-Con and got the, the comic <laughs> I don't know what yeah. I got, but I've been like, oh, I'm dying. And I I'm like, guys, I'm PAX just being plague. dramatic.
1: I'm, like, not yeah. surprised that you come away from Comic-Con with an illness. Like, it seems oh, no, like I a de- very common place to contract, like, plagues of any kind.
0: Pax is the same way, because especially Pax East, because it happens in the wintertime in, you know, Massachusetts. So it's one of those things where, um, just the confluence of like some people have such elaborate costumes and get ups that, like, they've spent a month, maybe even a full year planning it. They're not going to not go. Because they're yeah. sick. Well, and <laughs> most of go. those
1: costumes have them wearing, like, less than enough clothing. Right, exactly. And then they'll be like,
0: can I try a video game? And then putting their filthy hands all over controllers. And you know what? Honestly, a hand sanitizer is not enough. So video game stations, I, I get the hand sanitizer thing, but, like... We need like a Lysol. little we need little towel boys running you need, around. No, yeah. with thing. <laughs>
1: well, um, I think I saw the the Oculus has like the Oculus condom is what they call it, and it's a little like rim of fabric that you put around the part of the Oculus yes. that touches your face, so that when pe- like a million people are trying the same Oculus, they're not just covered with each other's like forehead sweat.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and maybe we'll talk about a little bit more of that in your hodgepodge. Uh, yeah, what is, what's so, your hodgepodge?
1: So today? speaking of <laughs> Oculus, I don't know. If you guys experienced the same thing this week. But so PSVR launched and Oculus had their like conference or whatever, right? I, I don't even like know what they called it. Um, Oculus, Shock Connects, maybe? 2K9. No. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, but like as a result of both of those things, my entire like video game news feed, which is usually more eclectic, was nothing but VR news like the whole way down. And that goes yeah. from like written content that I read uh, and then like even more notably the podcasts that I listen to. If you listened to Giant Bombcast, Idle Thumbs, Game Informer, any of those this week, there were, they, like each of them had like 30 to 40 minute segments on VR. And I came yeah. away from this realizing like I was bored by my video game news feed and it's because I just don't give a shit about VR and I'm trying to figure out why that is and if I should. And I think it's one of those, based on how they describe it, like even though they talk about it so much, most of them seem to come away with like the same reaction of, eh, we're not quite there yet. And the thing with yeah. me is, like, I, I don't necessarily want to be an early adopter of something that's not quite there yet. Um, and so I just found myself, like, really apathetic to everything that they were saying. Um, I Not to mention the fact that it sounds like the technology still has all sorts of issues with, like, nausea. And the fact that, mm. like... I don't know. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, offline Ryan, and we were talking about Forza and these people who have these like crazy, crazy Forza setups where they have steering wheels and like five monitors surrounding them and like pedals and shifters and all this sort of stuff. And I look at that and I say like, why aren't you just driving a real car? Because no matter how much of that crap you surround yourself with, you're never, ever, ever going to be quite close enough to the real thing. There's just no way to like fully simulate that at least right now. And so I think I look at VR yeah. the same way where it's just like at some point you're trying to get so close to something that you're still so far away from. And like until we're straight up like Matrix style where I am totally oblivious and unaware of the fact that I am in a virtual environment. I'm just not into it. Like why should I
0: care? Um as a little bit of follow up to that, uh I bought a PlayStation. <laughs> <video> on- <laughs> Sorry. So at least
1: at least someone on this podcast cares. He's
2: like hashtag not sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, PlayStation VR. What I got? You know what? We do a video game podcast here. I think we you know one of us should be a quote correspondent for virtual reality. Plus, what a lovely excuse to celebrate. Also. I have a job. Woo! <laughs> so simultaneously, I was like, employment? All right. Let's spend some money. Great. Um, and my girlfriend gave me a big, long lecture. I was like, what if you <laughs> just bought dresses? She was like, they're not $500 dresses. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair.
2: Yeah, but um, they, they add up. They add up. All that stuff adds up.
0: That's true. It all adds up. Yeah. And speaking of adding up, I already had a PlayStation camera, and I bought a while ago when they announced VR uh two move controllers off of Amazon for 20 bucks each. Nice. By the way, if you want two brand new move controllers at at Best Buy and Games uh GameStop, they're 100 bucks for that pack. Wow. Gross. Wow. Is what I Geez. say. Um yeah. so I I got the 399 PSVR and I picked up uh PlayStation Worlds as uh, which is kind of like a Oops. mini all of these things are like mini showcases and demos. Mm-hmm. None of them feel like Triple A games, and I think that you know, to your point, Davis, about it's not there yet. I'm looking forward to seeing what, say, like Resident Evil Seven, that you can experience the whole thing in virtual reality. Okay, now that's a that's a real game and a real experience from a real studio. Um there's lots of real studios involved here. There's uh you know making these games Sony London is doing stuff and mm-hmm. um but I would imagine a lot Double of
1: the triple A lot of the AAA studios are probably a little wary of it because no one's quite figured out exactly what to do with it yet and that's potentially like a big PR risk if you put something out there for that platform that absolutely you know blows.
0: Totally. And the numbers aren't there for like dumping a ton of money in it. Like you're dealing with First of all the PlayStation 4 audience which they still want to grow and you're only dealing with a hardcore subset of those people. Now sometimes developers and they have ported some of their like Oculus and PC games over like Job Simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've invited you Mr. Yeah. Mr. Barber <laughs> over for yeah. uh, some beers, pizza and uh, a tour of a virtual land Ooh. tomorrow. So let's see if I can turn you into a believer. I think
1: well I'd be I'll floating say, around on a beach Like Palmer (laughs) Lucky,
0: That's right. You're going (laughs) to float on a beach. Here's what I'll say. My three bullets, my three sales point bullets are, number one, 3D movies and TV never quite cut it in terms of actually making you feel like things were coming at you. In virtual reality, just because of the nature of it's two screens, stereoscopic and your eyeballs, Mm -hmm. things do feel like they have real depth. Yeah. Um. Second, games that use the move controllers and give you virtual hand control are great. It is definitely a new way of playing a video game, and I think that's exciting. And then my third thing is seeing objects in most of these games in first person, seeing objects and people translate one-to-one with the world that you already know is mm-hmm. a shocking change, yeah, because like i've seen i've seen people like come up to me in v r and I'm like that guy's about five nine like yeah <laughs> you know'm yeah, I'm, so, I'm curious i'm curious to see if it'll handle your height and my height even right. with the it's the like camera. The, it's like
1: the perspective, the perspective just feels a lot better than anything you've you've encountered before,
0: right right, um but yes, there is still aspects of like what do you do about motion? I did finally find one of the games that actually when I moved around and it made me go, ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit in my tummy. Um, it was it was called Scavenger's Odyssey in PlayStation VR. And you like you're jumping with like a mech in space, but because you're jumping from like asteroid to asteroid the gravity is in different planes so you're like jumping forward and turning at the same time and it mm-hmm. made me go oh, like yeah <laughs> so yeah." Was, uh, but that was that's been the only problem there's been other stuff like uh, Battle Zone is cool there's this amazing Pong like video game called like I don't know Headball or Ball <laughs> <laughs> because they can't call it Pong <laughs> yeah <laughs> because they can't call it Pong but uh, yeah you, you essentially just move your head around to, to dodge the ball and that felt Super Tron super cool I think I don't next week we'll talk all about yeah I was about to say I'm
1: open-minded and I'm excited to try it out yeah at this point in time though I just like I I don't think it quite warrants taking up like an entire like news feed for a week
0: yes like it seemed like (laughs) nobody was talking
1: about anything else other than than VR stuff
0: well and Sony was smart too because along with the PlayStation VR a good say 30 or 40 titles dropped that yeah. were all either enhancements to existing things with VR support or just brand new VR games. So it it, it didn't help the news cycle that every new release this past week was also like, and this came out in VR and this came gotcha. out yeah. and like all the embargoes broke so people could finally talk about them. Um all right. Cool. Sorry, we've gone on so long already. So, Sandy.
2: Let's talk Blizzard. Yay. Duh, duh,
0: duh, duh, duh. No Blizzard doesn't have a song, <laughs> do they?
2: There's no um, Blizzard song. Well, I actually have two things. One thing is... Kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week and how I have no self-control whatsoever. Mm. I got an email telling me, Hey, guess what? You bought the virtual ticket for BlizzCon, which is November 4th and 5th. And that's a weekend. Okay. And that's their 10th anniversary or at BlizzCon. That they have BlizzCon. Well, I'll, I'll check myself. That sounds about right. And... It's- That makes sense. They're like, you've got a virtual ticket. You can buy all the BlizzCon swag before the event. And I was like, You
0: bought a ticket so you have permission to buy more things. (laughs) You got a
1: ticket too, right, Ryan? I do have a ticket,
0: yeah.
2: I think it's cool the way they do it, though, because the year I went, there was such a long line for stuff. And if you could just buy it online and have it shipped to your house... One, you don't have to worry about putting it into your suitcase, and then you get to see all the panels and the esports events. It's smart.
0: It's a smart way of doing things. you got to tell people about the thing that I loved. The cookbook?
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I texted your brother, and I was like, hey, there's, fun fact, there's a World of Warcraft cookbook. And he's like, that is fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's so great. And he's like, wait, you're not kidding? And I'm like, no, this is a real thing. Like here's a cookbook and he's like all right i guess that makes sense
1: yeah i don't know why we're eating i don't know i don't know why we're eating pizza tomorrow night and you're not making me ryan some like dusky crab cakes spider cakes whatever they're called
0: what uh, there's uh there's some dragon breath chili is one of the recipes the cherry grog the cherry grog is a cocktail as well as Mm the heart hearth glen ambrosia that looks so Uh, good yeah, there's like some cinnamon rolls called Rylac Claws. There's sweet then, potato bread. I, I I
1: what's so funny is like I know what a Rylac is. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Go, and then of course, we could enjoy some Iron Forge rations.
1: Yeah, that's also a thing.
0: They look like baked
2: potatoes. Yeah, they I don't do, know. Well I'm excited. They do look like baked potatoes. It's thirty five dollars. Plus shipping yeah. and handling.
0: And um, then I would rather just go to a World of Warcraft themed restaurant. Could you imagine? Stuff.
1: Oh my. I like thought I would in go China. to that. <laughs> if they did it well, like if it, was, if it was Blizzard and they did it well, oh fuck yes, I'd go to a World of Warcraft themed restaurant.
0: Yeah. Actually, I, I feel like I just proposed it. would that be like a, a, yeah, no, it, I, would, I would want it to have
1: the ambiance of like one of those the McDonald's like in, in China
2: or was yeah. World of Warcraft themed. It was? Yes. Wow. It's like knockoff. That's like knockoff. No, it was official.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's they a, did a
2: Blizzard, thing? McDonald's, World of Warcraft themed, and it was for like a... It's all all
1: coming full circle. Did they serve A Big week Max? or
2: something. Yes, of course. I mean, why not? But speaking of World of Warcraft, Moon, Big Macs. their game director has moved on to another project within Blizzard.
1: <gasps> I did see that, yeah.
2: Yeah, and this is Tom Chilton... Is that, is that how you pronounce his name? That's how you is pronounce it his name. Yeah,
0: I yeah, believe yeah. it's Thom, Thom,
2: Chilton, Chilton? Whatever. Tom C. Tom- <laughs> yeah, that's <the> Tom C. <laughs> Tom C from World of Warcraft. Uh, his, he's no longer the game director of WoW, and he's moving on to another project, and Blizzard... Has not disclosed what that other project is.
1: Yeah, it's Secret a project hands. within Blizzard. And they're not mm-hmm. saying yeah. whether it's an old one or a new one.
2: Right, no one right. knows. But so I,
1: guess on, like, I guess on one hand, he could be rolling on to like something like Overwatch or, or StarCraft or something, right? But on the other hand...
0: Let's start the new. chant. Chant with me. Wow, two. Wow, wow, two. wow <laughs> 2. wow, 2. Wow, 2. Wow, 2. Wow, 2. Where's Sandy? Come on, Sandy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What what would be what would be your dream for him to do? We ha- we've already asked this on our Blizzard episode. What would be our dream next game for Blizzard?
2: I, I don't know. I think this is this could be an, a new IP, and with the success of Legion, and it was so well received. And I don't, Overwatch. I don't know what he could be
0: doing. I have no idea. Wow. Two. Wow. Two. Wow. Uh, or two. Overwatch MMO. Overwatch yeah. I mean, MMO. honestly.
1: If it hadn't been for Overwatch, I'd be nervous about them moving on to other IP, but Overwatch was so successful and I love that game so much that I'm like I totally trust them to embark on new endeavors.
0: Yes. Totally, totally, totally. All right. While we're waiting for Yannick to get back and do his hodgepodge, let's do some homework updates, guys. Let's update each other on some homework. We're gonna switch things around. I like it. Um so keeping us on my our toes. Yeah, my update <laughs> for Rise of the Tomb Raider is I haven't touched it.
2: I, I think same. I've been, like, sick out of my mind.
1: Ooh, I'm going to yeah. win this week then. Do I get graded? You like, would... Is it, like, a mid- is like a midterm? Do I get graded midway through?
0: No. <laughs> can we <can laughs> just it's, do it the final project.
1: So I, uh... You don't get back yeah, in uh, Wait,
0: if none of us beat it, then it has to be graded on a curve. Come on, <laughs> um I'm going to beat the game.
1: So I, uh... I got the, uh... The Nathan Drake collection for Uncharted. And I got it for like 20 bucks. For some reason, I feel like when awesome. I first looked at it, it was like 40. And so yeah. I was really happy that I got it for 20. And I started playing Drake's Fortune, the first one. And I think I'm about like probably about 20 to 25% of the, the way through the game. I don't know. I just, I just got, I fell out of an airplane that got shot down by anti aircraft missiles. And I'm like hanging from a tree in a parachute. Somebody died. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're actually dead.
0: Sounds about right. I don't know. Yeah, there's you're some trying like, not, You're trying not to give any spoilers. Trying not to give any spoilers. I, uh, we appreciate and
1: it. trying to indicate to you like where I am in the game. But it's um, and now also to
0: be clear when we do turn in our homework listeners, we will be spoiling all of the games <laughs> that we are are playing. Now, hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this live from NBC News. Yannick has not been picking up his bicycle. Apparently, he's been napping. That is true. <laughs> I saw
1: that and, <laughs> and I wasn't going to say anything until you decided that it was <laughs> worthy yes. of bringing into this is
0: absolutely on recording. the show. In fact, when he listens to this whole show afterwards, he's going to know that we've yep. aired all of his dirty laundry. sandy how do you feel about this
2: i could have been napping too man
0: (laughs) (laughs) i could have been eating that burrito
2: i know Um, i had had birthday cake so that's fun yes
1: yeah anyways i want to talk more about drake's fortune real quick so it's remastered and i'm getting a little bit of that effect where like the visuals and the textures look more modern but because they can't necessarily remaster like the animations and the movement of the game you have this disconnect yeah. between like, wow, his face looks great, but he walks like it's like 2005. Yes, and it's just like really weird <laughs> thing to go through. But that being said, the game does look great uh, so far. What I've played feels pretty good. Um, I mean, the game is a very a large portion of it is cutscenes, so I just kind of spend a lot of time like watching a movie for all practical purposes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's pretty great. But it's like you know, he he looks awesome, and the Rock textures and the jungle textures look great but then as he's like spider monkeying around the like environment like hopping from like ledge to ledge to ledge and he literally looks like spider man that's where that disconnect sort of comes in Uh, but (laughs) it's it's not really detracting from the game Um, I don't know I really like it so far and I I love the idea that I'm starting on this like four installment adventure right like I would not be surprised if come next week I've done a little extra credit
0: Mm. and, uh, and moved
1: beyond just the first one
0: cool that's super cool. It's such you know a good what? For story. The, uh, for the record, you know, we talked about uh, Virginia. Uh, what is it, a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, people call those things like walking simulators. I don't know if I've ever heard the criticism launched against Uncharted that it's a climbing simulator, but it absolutely <laughs> is
1: well, like a running away simulator.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that like Prince of Persia going also wrong simulator?
1: It's also funny yes. though because right, so uh, Uncharted is Naughty Dog, right? Mm-hmm, hmm So I hit that. I, there's like the first time in Drake's Fortune where you start running away from something that's like falling towards you or there's like a bunch of bridges that are falling behind you and you're running like towards the camera. And I was like, this is just Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> except that it's not yes. Crash Bandicoot. It's And that's just funny that it's Naughty Dog. I would not be surprised that they're reusing some techniques there.
0: I recently re-beat all those Uncharted games. And I got to tell you, the thing that I'm most excited about for you is... The if you're gonna get to play all of those Uncharted games, you're gonna watch Naughty Dog transform as a studio. Yeah. In that time, and you're gonna watch them go from like this, like sort of arcade-ish gameplay. Not that they get too far away from that, but like lean way more into, especially after The Last of Us. Like we're a storytelling studio yeah. first. Yeah. And a even I mean, not that I would say their gameplay is bad, but gameplay second, because characters and story are what they are all about. And you'll see, I mean, Uncharted 3 does feel like a movie. It's like play a little, a lot of movie, you know, play a little, a lot of movie. I'm
1: excited. I like
0: a good Um, story. All right. Let's see if we can add Yannick to the call. Yannick is with us. Mr. Yannick. (laughs) Hello. Bike caper. The nap caper. I'm so awake.
3: <laughs> you have no idea. I'm right. so awake. Shaken. I played so damn. much Last of Us. I needed a yeah. nap. You know.
0: You played so much Last of Us. So that's your homework update. <laughs> <laughs> Start with that. Yeah, yeah. We were just updating people on our homework. So, uh, yeah. Well, you're, so you're in the middle of Last of Us. How far are you?
3: Well, so I am probably five, six hours in. And, oh okay. Um, and I am uh, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying a variety of it. Um, it's funny because uh, I started to realize that I almost picked up two identical games. Oh, no, identical in in to a certain way. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, dumb. you did. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that they're both the same game, but like Resident Evil Four from the last homework of mine and and Last of Us have some similarities in some some ways. Um,
0: Third-person shooters, uh, right. guns and weapons that you can upgrade, yeah. inventory systems, and infected bad guys with a zombie-like storyline. Yeah. yeah,
2: zombies. <laughs> you know that's a good list already.
3: You know, Topspin doesn't have a, you know more similarities than this one. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, uh, really, really enjoying it. Um, uh, a couple of my friends also excited that I'm playing it. That's why I also picked it up. There's a lot of people knowing that I would enjoy the game. Um, I'll keep my remarks for when we evaluate, really. But cool. It's yeah. going well so far.
0: Are people logging onto your stream and going, oh my God, this new Destiny expansion is very different.
3: I know. <laughs> you can now be third person when you shoot something who is that, this little you, girl
0: did they put little girls inside a
3: test yeah for like where's the ghosts I don't, I don't know
1: also you're five to six hours in and the story is not over i know <laughs> pretty good. in fact I'm that, that that became a novelty once you got yeah. 46 minutes in
3: well every time i'm still like really well i'm i'm and i actually have to double check I am um, like, triggered this. Is the only game that asked me to save, you know, like, the old way, like, when you had memory cards, it, like, yes. shows up that interface that says save data, and you can, like... But it's the PS4 UI, and so I'm, I'm, every time I'm, like, I'm saving twice to make sure that I won't lose progress. Yeah. Um, um But that's just me.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm totally every triggered that, about it. <laughs> every time. Uh, yeah, it's that's like... right. I forgot. But, yeah, some games, when they... I almost am taken aback. back. Gears of War that I was playing did that, too. They were like... After I started, picked, like, new campaign or whatever, they were like, choose your save slot. I was like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what even is that? Mm-hmm. But, of course, it does enable you to do different things, which is now... I, I understand why they do it, because now I can have, like, my own campaign. I can also have, like, campaigns with other friends and stuff going at the same time in different save states. So I, I appreciate it, but it does, like... The idea of a save slot... Like come on, somebody who's like 10 years old never saved anything on a memory card in their their whole life, right?
2: It's <laughs> so. like how they've never used a telephone, like an actual landline.
0: Yeah. God forbid saw one that you actually had to turn. What? <laughs> what? Alright, Yannick. Uh we also did Hodgepodge, man. What's your Hodgepodge?
3: Um I've had a, I've had a couple of, a couple of things on my mind but I have had um I've had a little disappointment of mine to not like be a little bit more into the PlayStation VR event. Uh I saw they had like a midnight release and uh there was a little bit of me who uh, especially looking at it uh, from the point of view like when it when it got released uh, I saw an incredible amount of great great free games. An incredible amount of great, great games, and I wish I would have saved a little bit of my budget uh, to jump on it.
1: Um, and and and, and See, I, more- I can't even escape it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Coming to the podcast,
1: and it's it's just still VR news. Yeah. So I, I, to
0: brief you, Yannick, yet yeah, Davis was talking about how he's not entirely interested in the whole VR crazy thing, and I admitted that this week. I bought a PlayStation VR.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw it. We, we got to get the eyes. picture
1: that you sent me to tell me that you bought a PlayStation VR. We got to put that in the show notes or something.
0: Let me. Yeah, I'm going to put it. Maybe it's going to be the cover art for Ryan, this episode. Ryan, or Ryan
1: texted me. He said, is, is, uh, is your girlfriend around this weekend? And I said, no, she's back in New York. And he said, and then he just sent me a picture. And it's a picture of him staring at the camera <laughs> with his VR headset on. <laughs>
0: I've just sent it to you all. So it's it, it yeah, you can't help but think but with the PlayStation lights on the thing <laughs> that it does look a little Tron ish from the back. But people people tell me it's the most comfortable one. Um it looks I've, the best. I've tried the other one. It two. doesn't
3: have yeah, yeah. It's VR comfy. Is not the it's not the thing you're gonna hang out in the street with and look like a and look like a rock star, but <laughs> you know, it's not like Oculus are in STC five look a little bit worse than that, yeah. Um, but I was just like the, the event in New York sounded pretty cool, and I um I was uh, not misinformed, but I was just um I was just like just leaving that hype train aside for me and uh and not really worry about it. And then I watched the Periscope live of the of the midnight event, and I love how like they managed to get them in the line and have people the five first people in the line wanted to play a different game. So I was like, is mm. it scripted? Or are you guys just <laughs> actually telling me? Pro- I are you bet trying to would. give me the, the the list of games? Because uh, you're all talking about games that, you know, we have heard about before, but it doesn't seem like, you know, doesn't seem like you guys are going to play together.
0: That um, wouldn't surprise me for a second. That would. I mean, come on, think about it. They probably even, like, just asked the first 20 people in line, like, what game do you want to play what game? And then like add like five different people like mm-hmm. shuffled up to the front. Mm-hmm. Um, It's cool. It's cool. It's definitely an early adopter thing still though. It definitely is. Okay. All right. <laughs> Today's feature is finishing the fight. People beating and actually completing the video games that they play. And I want to start you guys off with this article from Colin Moriarty, uh, the Kind of Funny co-founder. When he was at... IGN, and I'm going to read the whole thing, but it's pretty short, and contains some quotes that I think help frame this whole thing. Um, title, GDC Most Players Don't Finish Games. an enlightening 25-minute long speech today at GDC, one jointly given by Riot Games narrative lead Tom Abernathy and Microsoft Game Studios design lead Richard Rouse III, it was noted that many gamers who play even the most story-driven titles don't actually finish them. The speech called, quote, Death to the Three-Act Structure, end quote, elaborated on game completion with some interesting statistics from Valve based wholly on Steam achievements. The percentages associated with the titles below represent how many players completed each game in question on Steam. So here's the list of games. The Walking Dead Season 1, Episode 1, 66% of people beat it. Mass Effect 2, 56% of people mm. Bioshock Infinite, 53%, Batman Arkham City, 47%, Portal, 47%, Mass Effect 3, 42%, Walking Dead Season 1 Episode 5, 39%, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, 32 even lower, and Borderlands 2, 30%. Um, And then, quote, statistically, most players don't finish games. We've all seen numbers that say something like a third do finish games on average, end quote, Rouse, third said later in the presentation do these things surprise you
1: the honestly the the ones that are in the 50s do and and maybe all right so maybe this is going to be a telling (laughs) sign that i don't finish all the games that i play um Uh but uh yeah 50 on it was a mass effect 2 it said like 50 something percent
0: yeah, Mass Effect
1: 2 is 56%. So that So I'm very surprised by that. If you were to tell me that more often than not, somebody finishes Mass Effect 2 then does not finish it, I'm very surprised.
0: I, that actually, that particular game doesn't surprise me because you beat Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2 carries over your save, the storied beats that you decided on, and things about my character. So I'm almost like... The people who play Mass Effect Two right, the people that are are didn't finish Mass Effect One okay. will probably either bounce That's fair or maybe maybe pick up Mass Effect Two. But I'm way more incentivized to finish Mass Effect Two than I am like here on the list Borderlands two. Yeah. I might have beaten it. I don't know if I did or not. In fact the whole it. reason I'm playing Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider for my homework is because I bought it last year on Xbox and <laughs> played a couple hours and I was like, This is good, I just not now, please. Um, so yeah. Do you guys beat games?
2: No.
1: No. <laughs> so, well, so <laughs> I think what, I, so what I've really liked about the fact that we've started to do homework is that it is forcing me to beat games. Yeah. And honestly, since I started doing the podcast, I feel more incentivized to finish a game, to feel like I can properly evaluate it and, and have commentary on it. Um, sure. And so, what I like about this is I'm not only starting to play new games and finishing those, but I'm also going back, and so Ryan, you talked about playing Gears of War four this week. You also played quite a bit of Gears of War One. Uh you and I went back and started playing that a couple nights ago. We've probably got maybe like an hour left on that. And that is the result of the fact that I never finished that game. That's the first game I ever bought for my Xbox 360, mm. and I never finished it. So I yeah, got I a good end. I, to 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 <laughs> to not elaborate too much. Yeah, I don't. I I don't finish enough games.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't I I would probably say it takes a a game that's pretty special um in some way for me to feel compelled to to play it to quote-unquote completion as weirdly sexual as that sounds um it's it's kind of a thing <laughs> <so> where <laughs> i know it, it wasn't sexual until you made it sexual right you're right you're right <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I, I guess it's just a matter of, like, I did beat Gears of War 4 this week. It it took about six and a half, seven hours to do the whole thing, so it was very short. In fact, the shortest Gears of War um, to date, in at least campaign-wise. But, yeah, I don't know. I will say this. Every game that I have beaten, like, I sit there and let the whole credits play because I, I just kind of have this moment of... Um, satisfaction slash exhaustion. Yeah. Um all these things bundled together. But like the games that I do beat are, are really burned into my mind. Like I beat the first Tomb Raider. I, I remember vividly. I beat Far Cry three. I remember that very vividly because it was like two A. M. this you know, or th- three or four A. M. the sun was coming up and like <laughs> the credits are rolling. I was like yeah. I can go to bed. I was, like, <laughs> what I what, what um, I like about
1: it, um is I feel like obviously I get a lot more closure from a game that I beat than a game that I do not beat. So like in in more recent months, as a result of like homework and and wanting to have better commentary on games I finished, uh, and granted some of these are shorter, but I finished like Firewatch, Virginia, Arkham Asylum, Soma, um, mm. and 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 I I feel really great about that, and I think I have a similar experience with the credits, and most importantly. I feel, and I think this happened with me with Gears, and that's why I'm interested in going back and, and finishing Gears finally. It's like when Gears 2 and 3 came out, like the whole world is going insane, or Gears 4 comes out, and the whole world is going nuts over it, and I don't get yep. to participate in that fanfare because I'm not caught up. And FOMO. I want to try to like, exactly, and I want to try <laughs> to like, like prevent that. So that's definitely a benefit you get from finishing them, on top of like that just very, you know, clear like closure that you get from it.
3: I think that... um there's some, there is a little bit in every game that you have to finish where there's that little moment where you have to force yourself to continue. There's going to be that moment in most of the games that I play when I want yes. to finish it. I remember a moment when I, I was burned out and I pushed through it. Uh, I was not entertaining myself. And then you see yourself shifting to a moment of satisfaction and achievement. Not necessarily at the end of the game, but once you have passed that burn out, burned out moment. Um, different for every game, but... I finished Dark Souls three. Um, I can't remember where where I got burned out, but I knew that if I stopped here, I wouldn't pick up the game for a while. Even though it's like it was surprisingly, um, it it got me surprisingly. It was for the difficulty of it. It got me really addicted to come back and and keep progressing. Uh, Progress was here every time, and I feel like what helped me at the beginning was the fact that I was able to do some, you know, summoning of 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 of. of NPCs to help me on some bosses, and so very early on in the game, it was like that door that I could push, that last door on the corner that I could push, and that would give me an easy, ent- you know, easy access to the rest of the game. Um, I feel like if I didn't have that, and Blood- Bloodborne didn't have that, and I I I um, I also took pride at finishing it on my own, and Bloodborne got me, got me burned out with all the farming and everything. Um. Dark Souls had less of a friction with my experience, and so there's always mm-hmm. this moment, and you know, you will. I'll probably see it with Last of Us and everything, and be like, ah, oh, you know, like this part, blah blah. Like I sometimes I die a lot playing Last of Us right there, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like keep that. I hope you know, I hope something after that gets gets me satisfied to to keep going, and it does. The storyline is has its its plots that make me come back and everything. So
1: so I think. So, like, we've all now self-admittedly said that we don't finish all of our games. And I think the really interesting question, and I think Janet sort of just started to touch on it with that concept of, like, burnout, is, like, why? And I think that, I don't it's know if, like, burnout is necessarily um, what I would call it. But there, I'm trying, uh, with with any game that I pick up and I get, like, super excited about, and I'm, like, absolutely head over heels for and spending all of my video game playing time playing that game. And then there's just something that Force happens where, like, three. right. <laughs> And then there's something that happens where I just like I get home one day and I don't want to play that game. Yeah. And yeah. then I don't touch that game again for months and maybe never again. And I I don't I just don't understand what's going on where I, I just like a 24 hour period. I can totally flip around and there's nothing like there's no concrete reasons I don't want to play it. I just like ah, I just don't feel like it. Whereas the day before, I was, that. like, super hyped for it. And I, I don't understand. I don't know if that's the same reason you guys don't finish games. But I'm curious to, to, to know, like, why don't you guys finish them? And is it the same?
0: Uh, what you just said, it happens to me all the time uh, with WoW, actually. Yeah. Like, I'll have, like, a week straight where I'm like, this is it, man. This is WoW. And then I'll come home one day and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it today. Because, you know, it's like WoW is a... Uh, like many mmos it's a game that is not immensely satisfying in the short term mm-hmm. right like it is a long it's a long and winding road <laughs> it's um, a commitment it is a commitment and um, same thing with overwatch like recently i've been like okay well not today overwatch like Yours came out and Force is great, so I don't need well, to pay attention to you as much. Like, no, not today. All right? I had a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm in a relationship. Really- <laughs> look, we had a good run. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> right now, uh, <laughs> Sandy, is it like do you just don't beat games in general, or is it just like it depends on the game? Early? Like,
2: yeah. I was actually surprised to hear that people didn't finish Portal because it's such a short game. Yeah, and that's a game that I. Finished. I played Portal 2, I finished that. And then I played it again with my fiance.
0: I guess it got too hard.
2: Yeah. Well I like I like those puzzle games, but the game I, I didn't Tetris. finish. No, I'm just kidding. I, I also beat Tetris. The game I didn't finish <laughs> was Assassin's Creed, the first one. Because yep. I was on a mm-hmm. horse and I couldn't get I couldn't get out of the area I was in and I can't read maps. For the life of me, I can't, I'm not allowed to, like, direct anybody anywhere because I'll get us lost. Legally. are <laughs> legally not allowed. To. Yeah. And, like, even when I use Siri, it's like, hey, turn left here. And I go right. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm following the map, guys. Gosh.
0: <laughs> it looked like a right to me. I know. I didn't finish. So, because of that, you just didn't finish the game.
2: No, I just couldn't. Like, I tried for, like, an hour and a half to to get out of whatever the hell hole I was in, and I couldn't. And I'm like, mm-mm, nope, I'm not. I know the story. I don't need to play this. GG game. GG.
0: So we're all in the middle of video game homework right now, and uh, I, I don't know if any of you have the... the chance to listen to Quality Control, uh, which is a Polygon podcast, where it's kind of a, a mini little 15-minute podcast that's just a discussion about the reviews that come out on their website between the reviewer and um, one of their um, sort of editor, roving editors, Justin McElroy. And he talks about this moment um, where a game reveals itself to you. And I I, I want to hear from you guys if you have had... Maybe you stop playing a game because you have that moment where, for whatever reason, you've played the game enough where you go, I get it, (laughs) and I don't need to play any more of this. And that happened to me most recently with Fallout 4. Like, Fallout 4, I spent a a long time excited about it, uh, even way before it was announced. When it was announced, I was super excited. I went way into it. I went into base building. I went into side questing, all this stuff. And then I had the Davis moment <laughs> where I came home yep. and I was like, I'm not going to do this. And it was mostly because I was like, uh, I get it. Like it's going to just, it's only this and it's more of this. And I think like open world games do this to me a lot. Yeah. Like i, I it's almost in, exclusively an open world game syndrome. But have you had that sort of moment where you just see the entirety of a game for what it is and you just say oh, that's no
1: important. more? I, I had the same experience with Fallout 4 and I had a very similar experience with The Witcher and I, my, my takeaway from The Witcher is still very very positive I have like tremendous respect and love for that game but I still haven't finished it yet and it is yeah. that thing where it, it is just more the same like and if if the grind isn't interesting enough to keep me there and the story isn't moving fast enough or isn't compelling enough to keep me there then absolutely like I'd, every single time I go off to another location in The Witcher, I just end up hopping off my horse and doing the same exact thing. And then I hop on my horse and I go somewhere else. I, had a, I, I did finish the first Assassin's Creed, but the second Assassin's Creed, I started to have that same syndrome. And it's definitely a, it's very much a Ubisoft thing, too. Uh, I had the same experience yeah. with The Division where like, their entire game is just little pinpoints on a map where you just do the same shit over and over again. Like that's why I hate the division so much because like it was just like, oh, you walk over to this type of area and you do this type of thing. And there's like only four different types of things and you just bounce from area to area to area. And in that sense, yeah, absolutely. That game had like that. That game reveals itself to you very early on and you realize like there is no compelling story here. The grind isn't that interesting. It's very much just numbers getting higher. Uh, And and, yeah, absolutely. At at that point. But those are the games I don't feel bad about not finishing. Something that has like a more compelling campaign, something like Gears or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't, I I feel more guilty with that.
3: There is a, there is a part of me that thinks that, you know, it kind of sucks to be an adult when you play video games. Because yes, you just, you just, (laughs) and in the more games you play as well, there's a part of you that is too rational about it. It's like, oh, this game will just let me do that and not the other thing. And so at this point forward, I feel like, you know, it's just going to be repetitive. I'm just going to be doing the same thing um and if there is no spiciness if there is too much repetitive content that's the one number one thing for me that where it gets too repetitive it will just not get me get me like till the end unfortunately um and i i it's funny because i i keep on thinking about the last of us because it's the thing that i played before coming I mean before napping and before coming recording um i've had a i had like a moment where I was like, okay, so you're just gonna make me do some hardcore, parkour moving ladders and, and plates and everything. But then, you know, move move a bin to go up. And then I'm, but i but I think about it, and I'm like, huh. But that that's that's still quite a bit. And I feel like if the game is still giving me new new things to do, new platforming to do, um, new interaction, new way to fight uh, enemies and everything. So, um, yeah, Last of Us, I feel, still has some stuff for me to unravel. And it's interesting where in comparison when, you know, I gave I'm not going to give my review to Last of Us, but when uh, Resident Evil, I was playing Resident Evil slowly, but surely that's why I said maybe like the variation kind of, kind of killed me a little bit. And it, you know, I wasn't doing that much different things um, over the course of the, of my playthrough. And, um, and that was a little bit of a deal for me. Um, because I also thought from my memories back in the day when I was younger and not an adult that, this game had had a lot to offer, uh, but I guess I just I just get pickier as a as an adult.
1: I think there's also something about how accessible games are these days. Um, you know, when uh-huh. when I had to go to a store physically, or even ask my parents to take me to a store physically to buy a disc to play a game, you know, the number of games that I had was much smaller, and I was more compelled to finish a game because it's the only game I could play. Right. I I yeah. think that some of the burnout. And some of the fatigue comes from the fact that I just have so many options. So when I come home and I say I don't want to play that game, it's not necessarily like I'm not going to play any game that night. I I might go pick something else up. And because things are digital now and I can download them on multiple platforms, I just think that it's harder to convince yourself why finishing a game is important. And it's easy to kind of get that like ADD with regards to games and just bounce from one to the other.
2: Yeah, like I'm buying games off Indie Humble Bundle all the time. And there's a website... SteamDB.info, you can put in your Steam Gamer Tag or your Vanity Tag, and it'll tell you, like, this is how much your library is worth, and these are the games that you've not played. I haven't played (laughs) 63% of the games that I own in my library. My fiancé hasn't played 47% of the games that he owns in his library. And combined together, our library is worth... $2,000. Two thousand dollars. So it's awesome. We're just and like also sad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so many games, and you're like, I want to play this, and I want to play that, and I want to play this, and it's like, but I I also
0: want to nap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and so I don't know if you guys. Uh, Remembering back to when we had Leon Cox from Kane and Rince on, and such a great guy. We have to have him on again. But he said something that I thought really resonated with me during that episode, which is they beat every game that they set out to review on Kane and Rince, and they make it a requirement on themselves um, in, in in a similar way that we want to put our burden uh, of that on ourselves for homework. and And he said something that rang true to me, which is a lot of games... Sometimes tuck their best hour or their best, you know, best moments at the end of a game, and some games tuck their worst stuff at the end of the game because mm-hmm. they, you know, developers obviously know a lot of people aren't going to get to the end of this thing. So, ha- has there been any any moments where you guys have been playing a game and a game sort of petered out at the end, or you're just like, oh, mm. like? really okay uh or you know there there's just a crazy difficulty spike and you're like this isn't even fun like why am i doing fallout
2: three
1: fallout three definitely we were talking about it earlier though uh mass effect 2 i think i like i love that series and that franchise although i'm sitting here and i haven't picked up even three yet let alone Mm. andromeda's on its way but um Mm. mass effect two like first of all mass effect one is maybe one of my like top five favorite games of all time I've never like felt more compelled to continue a game and to finish a game. And Mass Effect two started off you know, like in that same vein. and uh, it was like it was as great of a story continuation with just better combat mechanics, which is like one of the things that the first game was lacking. And I just was absolutely in love with it. And then as you kind of got closer to the end and I realized that the the plot climax in 2 wasn't going to be nearly as sort of like mind-blowing and weird and philosophical as as 1. And it just mm-hmm. really started to go down this like really common path of sci-fi, like space sci-fi, uh, you know, uh, story. I, I yeah. it, def- it definitely felt like it petered off. It felt like they wanted to make sure that the first hour to two hours in that game was everything that every Mass Effect 1 fan wanted it to be. And that towards the end... That, that they realized that they had already gotten you hooked and they didn't need to necessarily keep that going. Maybe they couldn't. Maybe they couldn't figure out a, a compelling way to drive that to the end. But then all of a sudden that freaking Terminator robot dude popped out of the bottom of the ground. That was I, weird. You know, you know, was <laughs> that
0: was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, spoilers for Fast Effect 2 and, nice. and, and the Red weird terminator right. thing. Yeah, yeah, I think we're past that. the statute of limitations on that anyway. Yeah. Um for me, Bloodborne was a brutally hard ending to that game. I did everything that everyone told me of like keep the umbilical cords and eat the blood cakes and all that stuff. And then <laughs> and then it made the last guy in the wheelchair like uh get up and like fight me. He was like, Come at me, bro. And it was just so hard that i I actually um, cooked dinner and invited my brother over. I was like, yeah, I'm going to cook you dinner. You beat Bloodborne <laughs> <boss> for me. <laughs> so Curtis beat Bloodborne for me. Thank you, uh, Curtis. Nice. I appreciate it.
2: You um, know what game was actually really annoying? Dante's Inferno. Oh. I was really excited for that game because it, it was supposed to be like God of War mechanics and yeah. it meets um, the Crusaders and the... The story was not at all what I had expected. So that kind of like killed it. Did you? any of you guys play Dante's Inferno? No. Don't. That, that's a story to that.
1: I'm, look, I'm looking <laughs> it up right now to remind myself.
2: Don't play it because you're supposed to go through like the nine circles of hell, and Dante's a crusader, and he's actually a knight. He told his wife that he would never cheat on her. He cheats on her, and then the devil. Takes her as his own like bride, and she gets m- murdered, and it's it's terrible. It's a bad game, but they're like uh, it w- it baby spiders, and they're screaming, and it, it's a it's a really bad it's a really bad game. And Arya played it from beginning to end because he's a trooper, and I watched him play it. And usually, a game that he really. That we're really into and that we encourage each other to buy, we'll both play it. And I'm like, I'm not playing this game. I'm not touching it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: All right, fair enough.
2: That game is terrible. It's so bad. Don't, don't touch it. I don't touch it. Any, I can't.
3: But so you noticed that it was bad before you ended it. It's not like the. It, it's different. not like you. Yeah, you had you It's not like you had your. Um, like, you were, you know, you enjoyed it and everything, and then you somehow, you know, push yourself, and maybe on the way to the end of something, you're like, ah, can we just get over it, you know, over, get this over with? Uh, but then the yeah. end really, like, gave you a blomp, blomp, blomp moment, you know?
2: Yeah, not even, like, it was supposed to have a sequel, and then you go through, like, heaven, and then you go through uh, Purgatory. It was just a bad I- game.
0: I don't want to, like, make anybody gun-shy about getting Gears of War 4 just because I think the game is rock-solid and really good, but that kind of happened to me at Gears of War 4, where it ended way sooner than I felt like it should have, and the last act contained, to me, some of the best stuff in the game. Like, finally, it was hitting stride of, like, um, you know, to what you were saying, Yana, good enemy variety uh, they were doing they were taking some chances on some really big set pieces um, and they tried some really exciting stuff, even up to the last chapter. And then you kind of I mean, I'm not spoiling anything by saying you beat a boss and then <laughs> there's a movie sequence that's no more than like two, three minutes long. And then it was over. And I was just like, OK, all right. <laughs> and it literally like when the screen faded to black, I was still surprised I was left with What? Anyway, yeah, so, but like Gears has games. always
2: been a multiplayer game, right? Like the the whole point of the game is to play it with friends. So then, how well, much I of that Gears goes into two it? Two
0: and three and four have been, but I mean, Gears one, I think was doing something where it didn't know what was going to be successful about it yet, right? Well, right.
1: I, but but I think Gears one existed in that time that I think Sandy's sort of hitting on where you had these games that were primarily multiplayer games, the Call of Duties, and they also had campaigns. But the campaign was supposed to be this short, succinct thing. That you experienced maybe on like the first couple of days you own the game so that you could like figure out how the game yeah. worked before you jumped into the multiplayer and unfortunately i think these days because of how games are like constantly online and like you're forever in a multiplayer experience even though it might be phased or instanced or whatever their campaigns then suffer and become really drawn out and have to be really long because they have to support this like big multiplayer experience whereas like they there's not easy for games to have these like really small succinct. Like single-player, multiplayer campaigns that end, and then there's still so much more game to be played, right? The mashup of those two makes it harder.
3: I remember now one game that I always, I think it's one of the few games that I love finishing multiple times. Right now, like, there's so many many games to, to play, and so many games that don't really have an end that I enjoy playing. Uh, even FIFA is, is one great example for me. It's like, I don't need it to have an end. Uh, I create my own, I create my own interaction with the game and, uh, and the game will provide me satisfaction. But to go back on topic, um, Star Wars Battlefront on PS2 is a game that I love finishing multiple times in co-op and my friend would come over and play it with me. And we would like mm-hmm. try to get all, not all the scenarios because he didn't have that much depth, but like do it with all the characters and everything. And, um, and anyway, it was really something enjoyable. Uh which happens really rarely for me, like right now today, um, uh, because we were rushed by yeah, like you did mention earlier, Davis, like getting to get new games is super easy and the offering is great, um, to get your variety going. Um, uh, but back then I remember Battlefront just being my go to when I wanted to have fun. And uh I didn't mind finishing, you know, with the expectation I had from the game and and um the the good mix you know the good mix of animation and and duration uh to complete the game was just a perfect cocktail for me and uh and having someone else that would enjoy it the same way than, than I do was just something I was excited to go back to over time
0: so to end this this topic this feature this week i uh, i think you put down this provocative question uh, in our show planning here, Davis. Uh, or I don't know if it was you or Sandy, but the question was, I'll, I'll can you enjoy a game? It was Davis. <laughs> I, don't even, I, mean, I don't even know where you're going with it, but I'll, I'll take it. It was totally Davis. Uh, I'll take it. It's me. It was me. Uh, was it good? It was me. Um, can <laughs> you enjoy a game and feel fulfilled by a game if you don't finish it? And so I kind of wanted, look, the fact is a lot of people don't beat games. Um, you know, we've had listeners write in telling us that they don't have time uh, to be doing this. They have wives and kids and families, and 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 so do most people. So let's talk about: Can you be fulfilled by a game if you don't finish it? And I, I'll kick us off by saying yes to me definitively. I don't race every race in my Forza games uh in my forza games i sound like an 80 year old i'm just watching (laughs) my my stories (laughs) leave me alone with my stories um yeah i don't beat every race in forza i don't play every mission in the witcher or fallout um i don't check off every box in the ubisoft like the second you realize the ubisoft game open world games gamers let me let you off the hook the second you realize that it's just an elaborate way of doing a checklist, you'll stop <laughs> playing. <laughs> but uh, I I don't do all that stuff. But the games I really love and really care about, like Gears, I beat the campaign. I've played through all 50 ways of Horde twice in multiplayer. I'm going to replay the campaign on a harder difficulty. I'm going to do my collectibles around and get it all. Um, just because I know I love it. So I say... Don't waste your time with what isn't good enough for you and not worth it and go hard on the games that you love.
2: Agreed. Yeah, I definitely agree with what with what you're saying, Ryan. It's you can still have a game and not finish it and still enjoy it. Like Transistor it's a, it's a great game. It's a beautiful game. It's not anywhere near the same level as Bastion, but the, it's still a good game. Have I finished it? No. Will I finish it? Maybe. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. It's a it's a great game. It's The artwork's pretty, and I can appreciate that. And I can appreciate the fact that I've stimulated the economy.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling stimulated right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Shit, I said sex things again. No. <laughs> I, uh,
1: it depends for me. I think if a game is a story-driven game, I want to finish that. Um, like if the game's main if the main purpose of that game which is very topical for our action adventure genre um if if the game's primary purpose is to tell you a story I feel unfulfilled if I don't finish that story stories have conclusions for reasons right um at the same time though you know these more like open world genres I think it depends and I think um, You know, you talked about go hard on the things that you're really into. Yeah, I think I totally agree with that. Um, Forza is exposing itself as that, where, like, you just said, you know, you're not necessarily going to finish every single race there. But for some reason, like, I am absolutely enamored with that game. And I am, like, actively trying to 100% that and complete every single thing I possibly can. But at the same time, like... There are other games that I don't necessarily go as hard on, and I still feel fulfilled by them. Even if I don't ever finish The Witcher, like I said, like I have a tremendous amount of respect for that game and believe that it deserves all the credit that's received. Um, it just might not be the game for me to finish. Uh, so it depends on the type yeah. of game. There are some types of games and genres that I think, yes, you do need to finish them to be fulfilled. If you go play Firewatch and you don't finish that game, that's crap. If you tell me you're fulfilled by it, that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but there are other games that I think like other genres where it can, it's more loose and you can be fulfilled as long as you feel fulfilled by it.
0: You know what? And, and I think you, something that's great to tie in there is that, you know, you talked about going hard and, and, and all that stuff. You were with me last night and I was hating Forza I was literally having a night where I hated it and you were very kind to me and you put up with me crashing into trees and failing (laughs) and trying online and coming in eighth place and all these awful things but you can also hate a game and (laughs) and still love it and still know tomorrow it's going to be great and it's going to be here for me so yeah yeah all right well let's end the show with the wrap where we talk about Things we want to play this week. Things that we're excited about for next week. And uh, my whole thing is tomorrow having davis over and yeah. <laughs> trying some vr and to see if i am a good enough salesman to sell the ketchup popsicle to the woman in white gloves davis <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> so come on i gotta get you on this vr train. i'm not expecting you to buy it but just know you have a friend in the area where you can come and go leave meat space it. anytime you it. want
1: yeah i um, uh i'm super pumped about that like i said i'm open-minded i'd like to at least see what it's all about um, I'm pumped to continue Drake's Fortune uh, I really can see how the story is becoming like, compelling and I really love a good story um, and I want to wrap up uh, Gears with you this week we, I think we have like an hour plus left and then I gotta figure out how to play 2 Go hell. find a <laughs> go find a disc somewhere for cheap because um, yeah. I'd like to get cut up and be able to play 4 because it sounds like that's really great
2: I'm gonna play some overwatch Finally. <laughs> you get I'm, some
0: Halloween loot boxes. And
2: some Halloween skins. And then I'm going to play some you on playing. The,
0: what? Let me know when you're playing. I'll definitely... I, I want to earn some of those cool Halloween costumes. They'd let me transfer my, my
1: data, costumes. then I'd come play with you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or you could just buy a second copy. I don't understand And not have any problems. of my, like,
1: because I won't get any of my, like, skins and stuff. There are, like, things I got that you literally cannot <laughs> get again. Like, stuff that you got for competitive season one, there will never be a competitive season one again, and I can't move that over. Yeah.
0: That's true. Come on, Blizzard. Is, you Blizzard you're Blizzard, right. You're right. Work, work on your stuff out. And then we'll be able to
1: do that. Yeah, that'll probably happen sooner. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: more, more Halloween stuff. How's the horde
3: mode on Overwatch? I wonder, You haven't. So you haven't tried it,
2: out No, I'm sick. I'm um, stuffy.
0: There's a horde mode.
2: Yeah, there's a horde yeah, mode.
1: mode. Uh, Look like like, the Junkinsteins or whatever. What is Blizzard's
0: whatever. deal? I can't believe they do this. They they re- they like. Market they destroy Battleborn okay, <laughs> have to see and then for Gears comes out moment? with Horde mode, and they're like, "We got one too." Like, ease up, yeah. guys. It was in the trailer.
2: It's the the brawl mode for like Junkenstein's monster. Here's the
1: best freaking part. How much did it cost you, Sandy? For what? For the new stuff.
2: Uh, I haven't I haven't played it yet. So zero,
1: none, free.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> Good guy, Blizzard
0: good ggb good job good job um davis yeah while we were just speaking um if you bring 15 us dollars Mm -hmm. with you tomorrow (laughs) to my home yeah
1: you'll let me play the vr uh, i
0: gotta i gotta monetize this thing i spent too much money on it um no, uh we'll go to uh GameStop and pick up Gears of War two and three oh, on disc.
3: Perfect. What? You still have them?
0: Yeah, Gears Two is five bucks and Gears three is ten bucks. Excellent. Wow. Nice.
3: Can yeah. you get
0: <laughs> Thank you, GameStop. Every once in a while, you are <laughs> very, very handy. Clutch. <laughs> every once in a while. All right. Remember, you can listen to every episode for free of Pixels Weekly at pixelsweekly.com. You can follow us at Pixelscast. You can watch all of us stream and stuff that's on there. You can check out. Uh, actually i think i host all of you if any of you stream while well, i'm not streaming it shows up on my page too so nice. you can go and check out any of the streams that we're doing and uh we should be starting off very very soon it's it's in the works we have to finalize it but we're going to be putting together some video content as well for the website to to Woo. create some more stuff for you to yeah. watch fun fun stuff for or us or free be- unless us you curtis reviews help we charge That's Curtis. Right. Oh, yes. And go on iTunes and give us a review. And you know what? I, I think at this point the number one thing you could do for the podcast is not give us a review on iTunes. Tell a friend. Yeah. Tell somebody who you really think sharing would enjoy this, this crazy, irreverent banter and uh, share it with them. And, uh, and, of course, if you do, uh, you know, go to PixelsWeekly.com slash contact and let us know. Um, and with that, let's end the show.
3: And send us your PlayStation VR pictures.
0: Yes, and send us your PlayStation <laughs> we'll a, VR. We'll have a, we
3: have a gallery full of them.
0: That does it for us this week. And until next time. Aloha.
1: Aloha. See you
0: later. And we'll see you next week.